This podcast was created for female business owners, coaches, and service providers to answer this question. How can I take what I already know, turn it into a short and simple self-published book, then leverage that book into six and seven figures and beyond? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Jessica DeBry. Welcome to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode 37, and today we're talking about hacks, specifically five hacks for writing your book manuscript fast, getting it done quickly. What are the techniques, the shortcuts you can use? I don't love using that word hacks, but there's not really anything else that can appropriately describe what I'm going to share with you here. And I've arranged them specifically in the order that I believe is from five all the way down to number one, which is the least to the most effective. But of course, it all depends on you. You know, no matter where we're at for time of year or season, it seems like we're all so busy all the time. If you feel like you're at that place where you're like, Jessica, it's the middle of summer, if you're listening to this right when it comes out, or maybe you're listening to it later on in the year, a different part of the year and the season, uh, and you're thinking, I have no time. I'm spending time with my family. I'm doing all the things. I'm focusing on my business or my job or whatever it may be, right? All the things are piled on and you know that you have your book in you. Like You know that it's simmering below the surface and you don't know how to get it boiled out. Did you like that? Did you like that little metaphor? (laughs) This episode is for you. Over here, we've been doing all the summer things. Gosh, it's like 115 here in Phoenix today. It's going to be 114, 113 for the foreseeable future here. So I wish I could sit down at my desk, but unfortunately, my three and a half year old like needs to cool down. So we're going to splash pads a lot. We're going to the pool. And I find myself using some of these to get some things done. And I hope that they're helpful for you. So like I said, we are going to count down here and let's just jump into the good stuff. The order of effectiveness here. Let's start with number five. You may have heard me talk about this hack before. And number five is for you if you are scared of the blank page, or maybe the blank page is taunting you and you sit in front of it and you can't think. That's why I advise for you to speak your book. Don't type or write your book, speak your book. What I mean by that is using a recording app on your phone or download one or take an old school recorder with you. Go for a walk around the block, walk around, pace around in your house if it's too hot to go outside like it is for me, and actually speak out your book's contents. Now, I'm going to be honest. This method is amazing if you feel like you're better at talking than you are at writing, but it takes a lot more on the editing side of things. So just know that it's going to come out a little bit messy. Like, I don't want to say totally messy, but a lot more choppy than it would be if you're staring at the words in front of you and able to work through them. Because when you're speaking, you're letting it flow. But the advantage to speaking your book is that you're no longer taunted by that blank page. A really great thing to do when you're speaking your book is having a strong outline ahead of time and knowing that... So so let's back up. I actually did a few sections within my chapters by speaking my book. And what I would do is... I would outline exactly what I knew I wanted to cover, like what story I wanted to touch on, what strategies I was going to do. I would make those notes in like a little postcard and um, or on my phone. And then what I would do was 
as soon as I hit the ground running, like as soon as I started walking outside, I would hit the recorder on my phone. And then I would look at my notes and I would basically talk things out. And then after you have this recording, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, you can use a transcription uh, app or something like rev.com. That's what I would use. Or you can have it transcribed by an actual human. Rev.com, I believe, uses AI. And uh, like I said, it, it gives you all the words and then you can work through it. Again, it requires a lot more editing, but it's an amazing thing to use, again, when you're staring at that blank page. That's number five. Number four is to block off and sprint. So a couple of years ago, I had a new program called Book in a Week, where it was all about how to get your complete book done in a full week. And the advantage to that is you're really sprinting and you're able to get a book done quickly. But the disadvantage is not a lot of us are able to block off an entire week, let's be honest. And when I say completely block it off, I mean don't do anything with clients in your business, in your work. Also, take time away from your kids. So this was more pre-kid for me, this book in a week. But what I do advise you to do if you feel like you're not able to write on an everyday basis is block off maybe one weekend a month. And by a full weekend a month, whether you're barricading yourself in another room in the house or whether you're able to actually leave your house and maybe go to an Airbnb for a weekend and focus on your writing, you're able to truly sprint through, I'm talking thousands of words done, because that is the only thing that's on your goal list is actually writing, right? So whereas maybe getting a whole blocked off week or two weeks or a month blocked off on your calendar to get your book done isn't feasible. Being able to do blocks of writing sprints is totally feasible if you're doing them in tiny, smaller, mini blocks. That's number four. Number three, and you might be surprised to know that this is number three and not number one, but number three hack is to use AI or chat GPT. <sighs> we haven't talked about chat GPT on this podcast yet. I actually want to do a separate podcast episode on it. I'm going to be honest. I am a little scared of it. Like it's so overwhelming to me to see when I play with it how thorough it is and it's 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 very threatening, right? Like I think anyone that's creating content or writing or you know I came from the digital marketing space when I was in corporate, they're looking at this like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to eliminate like so many jobs." Here's what I will say about ChatGPT is it's amazing when it comes to knowledge chat GPT and AI will never replace our personal stories. So again, I want to talk about this in a separate podcast episode, but I want to touch on it here because I brought it up. I am not scared of chat GPT because I know that, especially when it comes to my niche books, the true connection of books comes in the stories that you share. And AI from what I see, is never going to be able to, or at least in the foreseeable future, will not be able to create those personal stories that are deep within you and tell those stories for you. Unless, of course, you know, who knows, Elon Musk gets some that little neural link thing that attaches to your brain. And listen, I don't want to say never say never here, but I'm not scared of it because Chat GPT AI is amazing for writing the strategic part of your content. And 
utilizing it to do your research as far as like R&D when you're kind of fleshing out your ideas and coming up with exactly your teaching points in your book. That's what ChatGPT and AI is great for. But I think tying in your stories with your strategies and bringing up your struggles, that is all you, girlfriend. Okay. So don't be too scared when it comes to AI and chat GPT, because the reality is, is that this is going to change our life, right? This is going to be the most notable game changer in our lifetime. So to ignore it and to think, oh, I'm just not going to use it, I think is, I don't want to say it's not smart, but it's just not realistic. And that's why I've been playing around with it. I haven't utilized it a lot because I'm so like in my zone over here, but I think that looking at it and exploring more into it is definitely on my to-do list as we move forward because I want to be able to leverage it to help you, right? I want to learn what works in the book writing space so that you can utilize AI for your book while using the methods that I teach for sharing your stories. So that's number three, using AI, using ChatGPT to help you write the contents of your book when it comes to strategy. Number two, so we've done five, four, three. Number two is to transcribe your existing content. Now, this only works if you already have content out there. And when I say content, I mean anything from podcast episodes like I have here, blogs that you've written, videos that you filmed, even long form uh, Instagram posts can be repurposed and put inside of your book. Now, one of the reasons why I launched this podcast before I launched the book, Author Entrepreneur, is because I knew that I was going to utilize it within my book itself. And I did. So what I did for my book, when I was mapping out Author Entrepreneur, I went back to my podcast. I looked at the episodes that had the most downloads and the most listens and the ones that I knew were stronger content. And I had those transcribed with Rev.com and and then I utilize those for sections within my book. It worked really, really well. That was probably my best hack for my own book because it it was my voice. And the reason why I actually put this in front of the AI tip is because it's already your tone. I guess I didn't say that. The problem with AI and ChatGPT is unless you really know how to train ChatGPT, how to talk like you, it's going to sound very monotone. And your tone and the way that you talk and the way that you write is very you. Am I right? So if you have existing content, that is an amazing place to go because it's already sounding like you. You're already talking like you. So you don't have a lot of editing to do in, in when you're looking at that part of it because it's already done and it's already within your voice and in your tone. So that's number two. So we've done five, four, three, two. My number one hack for writing your book fast and getting it done quickly is to, drum roll please, follow a framework. It's to follow a structure for your book. This is why I wrote Author Entrepreneur and why I teach my micro book method, because I know the difference between writing a book with no framework, with just literally blank pages, and that's how I did She Creates the Way. It took me 18 months. And then 
when I wrote uh, Author Entrepreneur, I used my micro book method, which is a five chapter structure. And if you have the book, I say all throughout the book, hey, use this book, copy this book, not word for word, but copy the framework so that you can get your book done with this exact framework. You basically copy and paste, well, not copy and paste, but you take what I teach you as far as this is the story you want to talk about in chapter one. This is the story you want to talk about in chapter two. These are the steps and the strategies and what you want to present to the reader. I knew how much of a game changer that was for the nonfiction book process for the entrepreneur like you who wants to write a book. That's why I knew I had to put the book out there so that you, the reader and the listener of this podcast, had something to actually follow along and take and use as their own. Uh, that's one thing that I want you to use. Like I want you to take my micro book method and use it for your own book. It's what I teach my clients. And if you don't have the book already, get it. If you're not on my email list, get on my email list. You can go to jessicadebride.co slash book to get the book and then also get on my email list because I talk about the micro book method all the time. When you follow a framework, there's no better hack to getting your book done because you know exactly where you need to fill in the blanks right? It's not a full template. And I would never advise you to use a fill in the blank template for your book. Because again, that's not going to sound like you. But you should have something structured, you should have a framework in place so that you are not grasping at straws to get your book manuscript out into the world. So let's recap here. Number five, the the fifth hack for getting your book manuscript done fast is to speak your book. Number four was to do block off and sprints. Number three was to utilize AI or chat GPT. Number two is to transcribe your existing content. And number one is to follow a framework like the microbook method that I teach. Now, in reality, the best thing to do is to take bits and pieces of this. You don't have to go all in on one of them. You can take bits and pieces here and there and use what feels right to you in the moment that feels right for you, right? Depending on the season, you may not be able to block off weekends, but you may be able to take a, you know, a 30 minute walk outside and speak your book, right? But no matter what, you should follow a framework. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So as we close up this episode, actually, before we close up this episode, I want to talk about something that's a little, it's kind of in the personal side of me, and I will tie it into what we do here and what we talk about here. You know, I got an email the other day from someone that said, um, she said, I want to write my book, Jessica, but sometimes it feels like I, the, the thought of me writing a book, the thought of me being an author, it just feels like a pipe dream. And... I understand that sentiment. Like it feels like, what are we doing by taking time away from our life to do this? It feels like a pie in the sky dream sometimes because it feels like, you know, again, we get in that imposter, like, who am I to do this? And I'll just share a, a, a quick thing that's going on in my world. So I have a friend that I've known since high school. She's not a super close friend, but she's in my friend group. Her name is Corey. And a couple months ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. And um, thank heavens, this was something that was taken care of in surgery. And she, she, uh, from my knowledge, she didn't have to go through any extensive chemo and uh, longer treatments for her cancer because she has three daughters. Now, 
while she was recovering from her surgery, she found out that her husband, Zach, who had not been feeling well for a little bit, he went in for a scan and turns out that Zach has an eight centimeter malignant tumor in his brain. And this is at a time when Corey is can't even pick up her daughters, her her three young daughters, and she's trying to recover. And obviously the news that her own husband, the rock of the household, was diagnosed with, I mean, eight centimeters. That is just so massive. And it's just it's just heartbreaking just to talk about it. it it's it's unbelievable and not in a good way. And uh, and they're young. They're in their late 30s and they're both healthy. And for this to happen to them is just devastating. And I bring this up to you because a few years ago, Zach actually, I, I, I want to say he quit his job. I'm not positive if he did, but he decided to follow his dream of creating a YouTube show uh, called The Ranger Zach Show. He's a park ranger and he knew his three daughters. He wanted something that focused on outdoor things and learning about insects and everything that he already dealt with in his career, but focused for kids. And he got a little bit of flack for it, I think, you know, whether it was people around him or just random trolls on the internet. He actually ended up turning his comments off on the Rangers Act show on YouTube. And, uh, you know, he did it because it was a dream. It was a pie in the sky dream for him to create this show. And now as I look at that family and I look at him and this fight that he's going to be facing moving forward, I just I want to applaud him because this is something that no matter what happens with him will be for him and part of his legacy forever. And for the woman that emailed me saying this feels like a pipe dream, this is why you do it. You do the thing, you write the book, you launch the show, you put the podcast in motion, whatever it is that you want to do, not really for you, but for everyone else around you, for you and your methods and everything else that you're about to be able to live on. We never know when our time is up. And I think if nothing else from this experience, it's a reminder of you know, that we're not going to be here for an infinite amount of time. Our time on earth here is very finite. And that's why you absolutely have to follow this dream. You know, Zach doesn't have a book. I actually want to offer my services free to them because I want um, him to be able to share his story. I mean, this is a this is truly an adventure that he's going to be going on. Um, he actually just had the tumor taken out and it's with oncology. They're having it tested right now. But regardless, he's going to have a long fight moving forward. And um, and I, I look at at what he did with with his YouTube show, and I look at what they've done as, as a family raising three beautiful daughters, and that's what this life is all about. It's following the things that make us scared, like the big book and you know the show and the podcast, like I mentioned, and um, and it's doing those things even though they're outside of our comfort zone, because the things that we know and the things that we teach and things that we have stories and struggles about that's bigger than ourselves, right? And I think that's. It's just a good reminder. And if you've stuck through through this long story, thank you so much. I do want to say there is a GoFundMe for Zach and Corey and their family, the Salazar family. So I'm going to put that link here in the podcast description below. And I hope that gives you a little bit of push 
to um, get your book started, at least use these hacks to get your book started, because we never know when we're going to be called to leave this earth. And um, I hope that you are able to be proud of everything that you've left here. I know you've done amazing things, and I want to push you to create even more. Okay, so we're going to close up shop here. And as we close up, remember that when you write your story, you change the world. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. You listen to the podcast, now it's time for you to read the book. Author Entrepreneur is officially a best-selling book, and if you've ever wondered how to make your book dream a reality, Author Entrepreneur will show you step-by-step how to write, launch, and leverage a short nonfiction book that can catapult your business so you can maximize your impact and build a six-figure business or even start one from scratch. Check it all out at jessicadebry.co slash book and make sure to download your free Jumpstart Your Journey bonus author entrepreneur bundle at jessicadebry.co slash book or search for author entrepreneur on Amazon. See you on the next episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you.